Well, what's going on, everybody? What's happening? What's going on? It's uh, your boy coming to you live again. We have uh, quite a bit of news around college football and uh, great news if you're a Missouri Tiger. What a great year it is to be a Missouri Tiger. You know, uh, ranked number nine now in the college football playoff. And what can you say about the job Coach Eli Drinkwitz has done with this program, getting it back on the map? Uh, New Heights, place where they haven't, where this program hasn't been since uh, 2014, and really um, just catching the nation's attention. And I have to say, not that Florida State has slipped up or unimpressed, but when you look at hot teams right now, there's nobody hotter than the Missouri Tigers. I don't think anybody would want to play. I don't think Georgia would want to play the Missouri Tigers again. I don't think Oregon would want to play the Missouri Tigers. I really don't even think Washington would want to play the Missouri Tigers. And I definitely don't think LSU would want to play the Missouri Tigers again. Talk about a fluke. You know, they're giving that a signature win. They're saying that's a signature win. And it is a win. It's a very big win. And it's a win that uh, they're talking about being, you know, um, really tough. And to me, I look back at that game and I think, well, I wish we would have won that game. You know, like I wasn't happy when that game was over. I wasn't thinking, oh, well, um, you know, at least we tried. At least we were in there for four quarters almost. At least, at least we were controlling the game for nearly three quarters, three and a half quarters. I wasn't pleased with the result of that game and I told and I I was very upset and I said I don't think anybody should be pleased with the result of that game. That was the that was a game that was the game on this home schedule, maybe aside from Tennessee, that you really wanted. You know, of course you wanted to be Kansas State. Kansas State won last year over Manhattan, Kansas in huge fashion, really surprised us all. Um the thought Mizzou had a really good team last year. So you wanted that game to be sure. But you also wanted LSU because you thought, well, this LSU team, you know, Ole Miss just beat them, lost the season opener, obviously, down in Orlando. And how good are they? I mean, they're as good as Jaden Daniels is good, I think. And the more I think about that game, too, how it kind of got away at the end, it's a lot of it, I think, was inexperience playing uh, at such a high level. And then you look at what Missouri's done since then in terms of, you know, big win um, on the road at Kentucky. Or was that before? That was before. But you think of what the Missouri Tigers have done since that game. Um, Going to Georgia, you know, that was a heartbreaker. But at least you basically were in the game against Georgia, something that we don't know how many other teams, like, on one hand, if there are that many teams, can hang in there with Georgia. Now, the college football playoff committee has said that they believe that not only would Alabama be a better candidate to stay in that game against Georgia, but definitely Ohio State um, and definitely Michigan, Florida State, and who are right the first two out, right? So Washington and Oregon. And then you get right to Bama, I believe. Am I missing somebody? Um, so, 
I feel like I just lost number seven. Did I lose number seven? Because Bama's right at eight. Yeah, so that's going to be... Um, that's going to be... Jesus Christ. Well, as we look at the rankings, I just, I'm saying I didn't finish my thought now because I totally fucked up. Number seven, I believe, is going to be your uh, shitty team that I, I think is overrated, if I'm not mistaken. Can we start this over? So bad. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, you got to be more prepared than this. We're not going for pro podcaster. I think that's why I'm not very prepared. Um, let's see. We got uh, number six is Oregon. I was right about that. Seven is Texas. See, that's why I forgot because they don't impress me. Besides the week two win at Bama, um, they haven't really impressed me. And I will say, I think they might slip up this weekend at Iowa State, a six and four team, a really well coached team by Matt Campbell. And guess who his offensive coordinator is? None other than the pride of Rockhurst. I believe he went to high school with one manager at Willie's, in fact. His name's Daly, and uh, we wish him the best. And Nate Shieldhouse. So Nate Shieldhouse played quarterback at U of I over in Champaign-Urbana. He's now the uh, offensive coordinator at Iowa State. So I thought, well, that'd be a, a cool a cool time for him to really come into his own and get a signature win an upset at home. Now, how many Iowa State kids are going to be like, let's just go to Thanksgiving early when number seven Texas is coming in? I don't know. I don't know, but I know that that part of Iowa, they don't have, obviously, the whole state doesn't have any pro teams. Iowa Hawkeyes and Iowa State Cyclones games, football games at home, especially the big ones, if they're playing a top 10, they always tend to sell out, whether it's Ames for Iowa State or whether it's Iowa City for Iowa. A lot of people know a lot of people that go to Iowa. I know some people that go to Iowa State, too, actually. And although more of the social crowd goes to Iowa, Iowa State is a good school. They show up for football games. They're a lot like Iowa. They're a lot like here. I mean, Iowa State's good people. And they're at home taking on number seven, Texas. Texas is favored by seven and a half in Ames. But I expect that to be one of the most challenging, if not, aside from Bama, the most challenging environment they've played in. Because they haven't really gone on the road. Who have they played on the road, Texas? Let's just start there. To finish my thought on Mizzou, though, yes, you would have liked that LSU win. But after going to number nine in the college football playoff rankings, can anybody complain? I don't think so. I don't think so. At number nine, yeah, you would have liked to have that LSU game back. And, damn, this team would be, like, really close to a playoff spot. But LSU's not a bad team. They showed up. You know, Jaden Daniels has star power. That showed up, showed off in the fourth quarter. Um, they might, they might not be a top ten team by season's end. LSU probably not, but make no mistake. On any given day, they play at times like a top ten team. <laughs> at times, you know, it might not be a consistent sample size from Brian Kelly, but they're a good team. So I really don't. And I obviously have spoke to a lot of Mizzou fans and alumni that were mad about that game, but also value the fact that we stayed in the game. Because I think a lot of people didn't know uh, what to expect this year with the Tigers, with the Mizzou Tigers. I think a lot of us, too, thought that LSU was going to be better. Not look better, because they couldn't look any better than what they did at Faroe Field October 7th. But we expected LSU to actually be maybe close to top five. Um, But they're just not that team. So, um, you know, 
good team, bad loss, but still a signature game. You were in the game for much of it. Um, you get a New Year's Six Bowl if you're Mizzou, you're very happy. You're very happy. It doesn't really matter about that LSU loss at that point. And to finish um, 11-2, and two, I mean, nobody would complain. So this, this team is back. This team is better than ever. There's, I don't want to say more excitement than the win at Arrowhead in 07, I believe. That was maybe the, one of the most exciting times to be a Tiger or any of those years with Chase Daniel and then Blaine Gabber, especially you get that big signature win in the Dome in St. Louis to start the year 1-0 or 2-0 and rank number 5 or 6 or 7 or 8, whatever it was. Uh, pretty much through 2010, uh, those there was a lot of excitement around the program then, and I, so I don't want to say that there's more excitement now because they just expected so much then. They they like I said, people didn't really know what to expect about this year's Missouri Tigers. I had high expectations. A lot of people had high expectations. A lot of SEC analysts thought this was an under the radar team, and right now it is a team that has played probably better than most expectations except for the smart analysts who said, well, actually, this team could be pretty damn good, and they are pretty damn good. So either better than expectations or about as expected. So let's just look at a few other teams right now that are interesting. And, of course, they're coming into the SEC next year's Texas. Like I said, I like this game at Iowa State for an upset. Uh, last time they'll see each other probably for a long time, um, specifically in Ames, too. I mean, how many times will the Texas – play a non-conference Iowa State, uh, probably not too much. Um, so this will be the last time these two teams meet. I expect a lot of people in Ames, like I said. Under the lights, Saturday night, uh, one to keep your eye on for sure. I think it could be Upset City. They finished the year, Texas, at home against Tech. So kind of a, maybe an upset potential there, but definitely I think the Ames game uh this weekend could be so they they barely beat tcu last week if you guys recall uh last saturday winning by a field goal in fort worth so um you know tcu you knew they were going to play them well a lot of people thought that game kind of stuck out as upset potential uh much like a lot of people thought kansas state coming in to austin could be upset potential and of course texas would sneak out of that game at home by a field goal in overtime so um, there's been some upset potentials. I don't think anyone really gave Houston a chance. That might have been closer than a lot of UT fans hoped. BYU was a blowout, of course, and then um, big win at home against Kansas uh, in late September. So I'm looking at their schedule, and nothing really, nothing is impressive thus far. Um, and Wyoming's not a bad team, but I think the the win at home early in the season against Kansas uh, was very impressive, and then. You know, what got them back on the map, I'd say, was the winning by 10 at Tuscaloosa. It's not just the fact that they won at Tuscaloosa, a place where the Tide never seemed to lose, but the fact that they won by 10 really got them back on the map. So, like I said, ranked 7th right now, kind of a foregone conclusion for a lot of us to make the playoff. And uh, the Big 12 championship is just kind of weird. I think a lot of people... um, if it's a rematch, you know, between them and Oklahoma, I guess we'll know after this weekend or next what that'll look like. I mean, you think back to uh, some of those teams with, well, Chase Daniel and Jeremy Macklin and the gang, and it's just like we didn't know as Mizzou fans that the Tigers were going to be in the Big 12 championship playing 
Oklahoma until sometimes a week before. You know, Mizzou's only Mizzou has won the Big Twelve North twice, and it was right toward the end of the tenure in the Big Twelve conference. So, winning those two Big Twelve North titles, uh, kind of late in the season, um, based on a late season matchup like the game against KU, for example, um, was usually it. So, you know, and unfortunately for Mizzou, there's not you know when you're playing in the SEC East with Georgia. Um, it was going to be tough this year, I think a lot of us thought. But, um, I mean, we were so close to, you know, that game too. So I think a lot of people were like, damn, I'd like to have that game at Faroe, right? I think a lot of people, like, it, we probably might have definitely been a different result. Um, but, you know, you can't go back. You can't look back. Um, you're looking at still a number one Georgia team with probably the best – opportunity to lose would would definitely be the sec championship because i don't think tennessee is going to pose a threat to georgia this weekend and if we're looking ahead to the sec championship it definitely looks like you know that's going to be a good one that's going to be for all the marbles literally a playoff spot for whoever wins that game uh pretty plain and simple because you think about alabama winning that game yes they have the early season loss at home which was tough to texas but we know that Texas had some had some talent this year, and they're back on the map regardless. Even if they lose Saturday at Iowa State, they maybe don't even make it to the Big 12 championship or do with another Oklahoma rematch and Oklahoma wins. Um, still a good year for Texas. I mean, what, two, two losses? I mean, that's two or three losses, right? So it's not a bad year for Texas regardless. They're back. They're playing against Power 5 teams much like they did in their heyday or, you know, just like 10 years ago. I mean, they really haven't had that many good years in recent memory besides, I think, uh, you know, 07 and then again maybe in uh, 12 or 13. But, um, yeah, 06, 06 and 08 were, were good teams. I don't know. But I'm just thinking back to, um, you know, the beginning, that week two loss really. But you're not going to hold that against Bama, right? If if they end up winning the SEC championship in Atlanta in two weeks, uh, there's nobody that's going to not put them in the playoff, I don't think. Especially when you consider the winner of Ohio State and Michigan, probably the same thing, going to be in the playoff no matter what. I mean, if Florida State manages to lose, which I don't think that's going to happen, that would maybe open another spot. And then you'd have to really get down to out of the five and six – uh, in the Pac-12, uh, Washington, Oregon, between those two, who would be a better candidate? I mean, in an ideal world, you know, where you where things kind of go as theoretically hypothesized, like honestly, if you get into it, it's going to be the game, it's going to be Michigan-Ohio State, and it's going to be the SEC championship. Those are the winners of those two teams, uh, games will have a spot in the playoff. Now, the other one, you have to probably turn to the Pac-12. Even though they're both kind of on the bubble right now, one of them's probably going to get in. Um, before the loser of the game or the SEC championship, probably. Here's where I think could be a huge determining factor. What if you have an SEC championship that is just close as can be? You know, maybe overtime or almost overtime, like 27 to 30, Georgia. So Alabama barely loses, but they have two losses then. So you're like, okay, probably not. Even though now if it's the other way, they're probably out if they lose, you know, twice. 
But if it's the other way, and Alabama wins a close one, but Georgia gives them everything and, and they still look like a very good team, uh, certainly maybe better than the loser of the game, which is probably what, Ohio State because it's in Ann Arbor this year. And Michigan probably is just a better team, I think. You probably still have to put the loser of the game, even with the one loss, um, behind Georgia. So, you know, the only what for, from the SEC standpoint is you can get two two teams in with a close SEC championship theoretically, so long as the the loser of the game loses by more than ten or fourteen, or ten or fourteen exactly, you know. And that's going to be the kicker. It's going to be what happens in Ann Arbor between that in that game. And what does the SEC championship game look like? What does the eye test tell you? Because they talk about resume. They talk about eye test. Florida State, really, the resume thing's kind of falling apart because of how these teams have fared since they've played Florida State. That's going to be tough. Undefeated Seminole team, there's no way you can put them out of the playoff. They're a cornerstone of college football. They beat LSU in the opening game, which, you know, you nothing against Brian Kelly's team, and they're very good. Obviously, they came here to Pharrell and, and beat a good Mizzou team and now number nine in the nation Mizzou team. But the fact that you lose that opening game, and right away in this day and age, those players are thinking, we don't have a chance to make the playoff. I mean, it, it, we're going to have to win out. And that's a lot of pressure, man. That's a lot of pressure. So those LSU players, basically since the morning of September, right after the game, September 7th, uh, was it September 7th, September 9th, whatever it was, Labor Day weekend, um, right away they're kind of under pressure because now they have to either win out or they're thinking, you know, there's not much of a chance to get to the playoffs. So that team is going to be playing a lot different than they did uh, going into the going into the season. The way they played against Florida State, and they would have liked to play better in the second half. I'll tell you that. I mean, they LSU did not look good in the second half. Florida State took over that game completely, and it was a rout. And you're saying, "Wow, this Seminole team is either really good or LSU is not as good as we thought." Um, and a lot of us are still of the mindset that, yeah, LSU isn't as good as we thought, but also Florida State is pretty good. And so that week one win, you cannot take away from Florida State because at that time, LSU was number, what, four, five, six? Um, so you can't take that away from uh, from FSU, that opening win. And then the fact that Clemson wasn't bad when you played them, the fact that Boston College wasn't bad, uh, Duke was ranked when you played them, you know, um, Syracuse hasn't played too, too bad. You know, Vatek hasn't played too, too bad. They're going to get a decent ball game, I think. Um or a, a bowl game. I don't know about decent, but I was looking at the projections. I, I was actually surprised to see Virginia Tech in there. I'm like, oh, nice. Um, But um, good for them. But, yeah, I don't think, you know, if I'm being honest, there's no way you can keep Florida State out as undefeated. And the winner of the Pac-12 is probably going to have to get in there, you know, especially if it's Washington. Um, Heisman power potential with uh, with Michael Penix Jr., and you'd probably think that uh, the winner of the Pac-12, if especially with Washington with no losses at all, is uh, probably going to get the fourth spot. And, and so the loser of the game is going to drop out of the top four. And likely the loser of the SEC championship will drop out if it's Georgia. 
um, unless it's a close game. And I think that is the best scenario for the SEC if they want to sneak another team in, meaning the loser of the game is going to go after Bama, right, no matter, like, what, because that will be before the SEC championship. So the loser of the game is going to be ranked worse than Alabama. So the only hope is to have Alabama win and Georgia hardly lose, and then maybe you have – and then maybe you have Georgia at four, um, or yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I I don't know. The SEC's getting two this year. I mean, I'm thinking about it like theoretically. I just can't imagine a situation unless you have like a one Georgia, two Michigan, um, three Florida State, and four Alabama. That's the only thing. I, or I'm sorry, one Michigan, two Florida State, three. Um, Alabama and for Georgia if Alabama beats Georgia. That's the only thing I could think of. And I think a lot depends on Washington at this point, right? Because if they lose, they're probably, you know, that's probably it. Same with, but if Oregon wins, beats Washington, then you probably have a, a good Oregon team that might jump somebody, uh, whoever loses in the game. And then it's like, I don't think you can count Oregon out with the one loss. Unless it's an extremely close game between Alabama and Georgia, and Alabama wins. Then you have Georgia with one loss, who you probably would say is a better team with one loss than Oregon. The eye test will indicate that, as will the resume, you know, because now that Georgia team has beaten a number nine Missouri team. They beat a number, whatever, 16, 20 Tennessee team. They beat, uh, what? I don't think Kentucky's ranked. Who else has Georgia beat? Um, you know, Ole Miss, right? Like whatever they are, fifteen. So I, yeah, I don't think that the the eye test or the resume is going to benefit Georgia if they lose in the SEC championship. If they don't, you know, then the, if we know that they're the best. If they win the SEC championship, they're going, they're going to be the number one seed for sure, hands down. But I'm saying if they lose the SEC championship, then that's a situation where Alabama could potentially work themselves into a fourth spot uh, or three spot, and and Georgia may be the fourth spot because the resume and the eye test, if it's a close loss, Georgia hardly loses to Bama, you might have to put Alabama three, Georgia four, and uh, somebody else might be the odd man out. And, and that could be Oregon. That could be Washington. I if Washington doesn't lose, there's no way. But if it, if it's Oregon that beats Washington, Oregon wins the Pac-12, you probably put Oregon in there, um, and you'd assume that Florida State would win out and win the ACC. So right away, that's two. And then it's like the winner of the game's got to be in there. So it's kind of like this year more than ever, we're seeing why you need to expand the playoff because you just have – you really have six good teams. You don't really – necessarily have eight good te- like great teams eight sub eight elite teams like you do right now i think you might have eight elite teams right now you might have 10 elite teams right now but you definitely have six where you can't think of a situation that wouldn't you can't think of a situation that wouldn't hurt somebody you can't think of a situation that wouldn't somehow really uh piss a program off because this year especially you look at those two on the bubble teams washington oregon Somebody's going to get screwed, you know, and the, the same with Michigan and Ohio State, who are both in the top four uh, right now. Right. So, I mean, so right now it's uh, it's Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, FSU. And you're probably not going to piss FSU off. 
I mean, there's just not a situation that would really piss them off. But there is a situation that would piss Georgia off if they lose to Bama. There is a situation that would piss Ohio State off if they lose to Michigan, you know, or vice versa. So, you know, you're going to piss somebody off, basically, is what's going to – it's going to come down to you have to piss somebody off because of the, the situation that we're in. And you hate to see it, but we're this is probably the first year in, in recent memory. And probably there's been a program that's gotten pissed off over the years, for sure, absolutely, and on the bubble team. Uh, going back to 2015, there's probably been a couple. But this year more than ever where you have really six great teams, six elite teams – Maybe eight, maybe ten. Uh, and when it goes to twelve, you know that playoff structure to twelve, you're going to have a lot more room, um, you know. And and then we're talking about oh well, the thirteen and fourteen, okay, but that's few and far between. If you can make the top twelve, you know that's kind of like to me, you're not pissing as many people off because then it's like you have twelve solid choices. Probably the upper echelon, like the top six, are going to be very good, much like they are this year. And better than, you know, 6 to 8 or 6 to 12 or 10 to 12. But you're not going to piss a program off that's 15 or 14 or 13 right on the bubble because you will say, especially playing in the super conferences that they will play in next year, whether it be the SEC with no divisions, uh, whether it be the Big Ten, whether it be the ACC, playing in one of these super conferences, you know, you're going to have all the opportunities you want if you can manage to stay top 12. I'm looking at Colorado. It's going to benefit them because it's a program on the rise, you know. And same with Mizzou. It's going to pro. It's going to. It's going to really um, allow for a program like Colorado, uh, Mizzou. Uh, you can say USC's kind of on the rise. Lincoln Riley, you know. Um, just basically, right now, if you took USC, put them in the Big Ten, you, that might mean that you have I don't know six teams out of the twelve coming from the Big. If it were next year, making the playoff, a 12-team playoff, you know, you might have uh, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, USC, and then what, Washington? Or I mean, you might have seven out of the 12 teams coming from the big, and then uh, four coming from the SEC, and then probably, um, what, one or two, maybe ACC, or at least one. I think right now Louisville would be top 12, right? So, yeah, I mean, and they're talking about a big drop-off between uh, – between Mizzou and um, whoever's after Mizzou, or were they talking about? I forget what they said. Or no, they were talking about Alabama, right? They were talking about after Alabama how it's a big drop. Then Alabama is eight, and Mizzou is nine. And I don't agree with that. I don't think it's a big drop after Alabama. I think Mizzou could beat Alabama first of all. So to me, it's a big drop after ten. If I'm being quite honest, I and I don't even know the ten's very good. That's going to be the ACC championship, right? Is that? Uh, I'm looking at it. We still have LSU's 15. So, you know, still a very, very quality win for whoever's beaten LSU. And we know Florida State has. So, let's see. Um, ooh, can't find this. Can't find this at all. LSU, or Louisville. I'm, I'm thinking of Louisville right at, uh, what are they at, uh, 10? So, yeah, uh, I think it's a big drop after nine. In fact, I but you know that that helps the ACC, right? Uh, if it were next year, you might have. I don't know. You can't keep saying if it were next year, but I'm saying uh, just to point out the fact that next year is going to make a lot more sense. 
um, because you'll have a huge disparity basically after a certain number. And right now they're saying it's after seven. Right now they're saying it's after eight. Right now they're saying it's after nine. I'm saying it's after nine. I don't know how good Louisville is, but I'm praying that they're decent for Florida State's sake. Um, and that'll be their best win, right? The ACC championship game against the 10 Louisville will at that time, will at that time, be the FSU number one win because you can no longer say LSU is the best win, even though they'll probably be like ranked 12th by that point. It, you know, Louisville is probably going to be ranked, what, 10th still or something. So, yeah, quality wins aside, I just think next year there's going to be more opportunity to really see who the top 12 teams are but I think right now we have a really good idea, and I just wish to God we could speed up the playoff and and just start the playoff this year. You know, just start it this year. We could uh, make some arrangements, make all the uh, stadiums that are hosting the bowl games. We'll say, okay, you're going to be playoff stadium now. Isn't going to happen, right? Isn't going to happen. But I think if it did, that would be amazing um, because we've just had such a good year here at Missouri. Florida State has such a good year. You know, Texas is back. Um and you can't tell me, by the way, because now they're, like, not even on the bubble. They're seven, Texas. You can't tell me that if there wasn't playoff implications that, you know, some of these teams were like, oh, you know, Iowa State, you know, they could beat them. It's like they probably will. But if it were playoff time, if it were, you know, Texas knew that they had to win that game, their focus would be up. You know, you're probably not suggesting upsets whoever's in their way, like Iowa State, like uh, last week TCU, like uh, next week Texas Tech. Like you're not going to suggest next year that Texas is going to lose any of those games if they're kind of somewhere between 6 and 12 and a loss could drop them out of the playoff, right? So there's just a level of focus that I think will come into play and will benefit the good teams like LSU who had that huge opening week loss, but – you know, managed to get back on their feet. Now, would they have lost at Ole Miss? They probably still would have. That was, I mean, that was a crazy game. Um, but, you know, the loss since then, who was it? Uh, they lost since then? I forget who. They, uh, they've got three losses, LSU. I know they've, they've got uh, Georgia, maybe? Who do they? I forget. Um, Alabama. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they probably would still have three losses. But at the end of the day, there, there's just something to be said for playoff implications and how you're focused going into those games that you know are going to make you or break you um, when you can kind of control your own destiny. And like Mizzou right now, sitting at nine, if it were next year, you know, they've got to be and, – and I would play like it's next year. Like you, you have to be really focused to play a Florida team, and I'll talk about that in a second. I think Florida's actually still a pretty solid team. I was looking at their game film – against LSU and man you know I mean it's weird that they beat Tennessee in Gainesville to me uh after not really impressing uh on the road to begin the year at Utah not really impressing at all but that Tennessee game you know you win under the lights in Gainesville a decent Tennessee team you know uh who else has beaten Tennessee Mizzou and that was just last week, and we, you know, it was it was a blowout. So I think that, um, yeah, the two kind of more evenly matched than I think people think. Uh, I'm not a Gator fan, of course. I'm a Seminole fan, but I will say that they're a good team, and you cannot sleep on them. Whether it's Mizzou this week or Florida State next week, you know, um, can't sleep on these guys. So I just, I really think it's going to be a really tough game. 
it's it's kind of sad that a lot of students are leaving for Thanksgiving break early because this is a really big game. And if it were next year where a loss is going to get you out of the playoffs, you know, you're number nine. You're number nine right now. A loss is probably going to get you back to 13 or 14. You got to stay top 12. So this is a game where you need to win, you know, and I would play like it's next year. You know, you want to win out. This is like stay in the top 12. It's like that's everything you got right now. You got to give it give it everything you got and uh, just give it everything you got. Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. You know, so um, and then the next week at Arkansas, the same. It's not a particularly easy place to play, Fayetteville, Arkansas. And yeah, man, we got to got to play, got to win these games. So uh, let me take a quick break. Well, little Darius Rucker, I, uh, for the first time, you know, this is a song that, you know, Al and uh, Jerry, I think, do they do the cool games? That's tomorrow they do the cool games. I can't wait. I might buy a, a cool games hoodie because I really like when they do the cool games in the NFL segment on the uh, Al and Jerry morning show. And uh, he was talking about Jerry Recco. Uh, voice of Rutgers basketball himself. He was uh, the Rutgers win last night. They had a pretty big win, I think. They played somebody decent. Uh, I forget who, um, but who was a? Uh, it was a Big Ten versus a. Uh, I want to say Big East, and uh, it was last night in um, wherever they play New Brunswick. Um, but big run for Rutgers last night. Anyway, Jerry was saying that there was a, a few songs that reminded him of times in his life. And I always go back to that point. I, I think of that quite a bit, actually. It's like, where was I when I heard this song? Uh, it was a specific moment in my life. And, um, you know, it was uh, truly the songs he mentioned I had no. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. But, um, well, one was uh, Don Henley, I think. He, some Don Henley song. It was... Uh, I don't remember, but uh, this one, for the first time, I actually heard um, the night before when I was driving to Orlando for the um, from hurricane-torn Perry, Florida. I was driving down the uh, Interstate 75 almost to Orlando, and I heard this song. And, uh, of course, I hadn't been to Camping World Stadium, so that was uh, for the first time. <laughs> and I thought, wow, this is a cool song, Darius Rucker. I've always liked Darius Rucker, you know, big hootie and the blowfish guy from his days on South Park in PC Principal's ear, but also just love Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, the best song, I Go Blind, but also, yeah, I mean, Hold uh, hold My Hand is pretty good. I don't know, Hootie and the Blowfish was a great band <laughs> of the 90s. I'm a huge Hootie guy, I got to say. Uh, but Darius is good on his own, too, and I, I heard this song. Because uh, here's the thing, I had driven by Camping World so much growing up, doing the uh summer and you know a week in summer a week a week of summer in florida going to uh whatever disney world or sea world or whatever world and we're like at my dad's condo in kissimmee florida which is right next to orlando so we had driven by camping world stadium several times i'm like i was always like who plays there like and they're like oh it's a bull game it's just like a bull game stadium no one plays there there's no orlando nfl team and uh but you know to have that kickoff game there i think was really pretty cool for fsu and lsu and you know 
still hanging on FSU's win, baby. That was, uh, you know, undefeated since then. And uh, that was, I mean, such a special night. Such a spe- Met a lot of cool people. So uh, I wish there would be more of those nights. I was hoping to get down to the Miami game and uh, reconnect with some people. But, um, you know, Mizzou had a pretty big home game here. So it's like not like I can really leave when Tennessee's in town or this week when Florida's in town. Now next week... The FSU UF game is in Gainesville, which is near Orlando. But I don't, I don't, I wasn't anticipating anyway going to uh, Florida for Thanksgiving break. But the more I think about it, the more I think, well, shit. If I make some money, you know, or if a paycheck hits my account, we'll say by the time before that game, I might go down to Gainesville and watch this game because, uh, much like uh, Orlando, much like Camping World, I have never been to a game at uh, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Gainesville. So I was thinking that it might be a good opportunity. You know, probably not a lot of UF students were gonna, are going to be there for that, I don't think. Um, there, I mean, there could be a decent amount. I don't really know. I mean, I think it's a different game than Mizzou and Arkansas, particularly because it is a state championship game. Like, it is a game that in the state of Florida, especially in the mid-'90s, um, really meant something like who's going to go to the national championship like it was a huge game especially for the team that had already beaten Miami because it meant you were literally the best team in the state and nobody could take that away from you when you have at that time especially in the 90s you have two powerhouse teams or the early 2000s I should say really when you have three powerhouse teams in the state you know that state those state championship games the Miami game the Florida State and Florida game um they they all mean something and it was a close game last week and uh somebody was making that point like oh yeah how how good is fsu lately because a lot of the teams they've played haven't fared so well uh they might have been ranked when they played fsu and then they've faltered they've since faltered the other part of it is um certain games you just have a lot of you know like the clemson game clemson's not very good this year but they're going to play Florida State tough. That's a huge rivalry game. And same with Miami. They're going to play Florida State tough. Um, and I think the Florida game will be no different. I, I, but I think that, like last year, there will be maybe a play or two where you see definitely who the better team is. And, you know, they can kind of get some leverage and, and tack on some points. And they might win by 14 or 20. That's what I think will happen with FSU um, in Gainesville after Thanksgiving, but I, I don't know, like right now, Florida state has like no, you know, North Alabama this week should be really no competition, but Florida, I mean, it's going to be tough for them this week because they're, they're here in Columbia, Missouri. I think Mizzou is going to be focused. Even if a lot of the students are going home early, I still think they're going to be focused, sold out crowd. Um, so I think the focus is still there. And I think you want to finish strong. You want to take care of Florida and Arkansas to close out the year, get a new year six bull. I mean, and that really opens up my travel itinerary because I'm like, well, I definitely want to go to the Alumni Association uh, for Mizzou here has a bowl game uh, travel group, and um, they're going to notify me the details of when that is, and so I'm really excited about that. I think that would be huge. And then, you know, if Florida State manages to win out, which I think you know North Alabama should be no problem, Florida might pose a threat because it's, like I said, you can't, you can't discount the emotion and what goes into a rivalry game. Um, even if it manages to make FSU look bad if they only won by seven like they did against Miami or 
How how much did they win by at Clemson? It might have been less than seven. I don't know. But regardless, those are rivalry games, and you really saw how good they were in week one against LSU. So nobody's looked that good against LSU. Maybe Bama recently has looked pretty good against LSU in that win when they beat when they beat LSU, but nobody beat LSU like Florida State at all. Um, that was a that was a blowout in the second half. So I think FSU deserves some credit from that, and you can't take that week one huge W away from the Seminoles. So, um, but I, like I said, I think they're going to have to finish strong. I think that game in Gainesville is going to be a, a tough game because of all the built-in emotion, the rivalry game. Um, you, you know, you probably will have a lot more FSU students there than UF students because they're not really playing for them. They have four, they have five losses already. Yeah, but I mean, they were in the LSU game. Like I said, I'm watching that game film, and I'm thinking this team isn't bad, man. They were in this LSU game uh, in the second half really the beginning of the fourth quarter, still in in Baton Rouge under the lights. You know, and they, they did beat Tennessee at home, not by the same margin that Missouri beat Tennessee at home, but Florida did beat Tennessee in the swamp. They're not bad. They went to Kentucky. They got a road win uh, at Kentucky, I believe, So and South Carolina. So a couple teams that Missouri has also beaten, so too have the Gators. So I don't think this is an easy win for Mizzou. Um, I think they're a lot better. I think they could win by double digits to be sure, but you know, I think Florida will hang around. And I think the same week, uh, the following week, I should say, I think they'll hang around against the Seminoles in the first half. And so, uh, really, really tough stuff for Florida. And then people are saying they might still get a bowl game invite at five and seven because of their really tough schedule. And I would agree with that. Give them, yeah, give them a bowl game at five and seven, but I don't expect them to win the next two weeks. Does anybody? Does anybody actually think the Gators are going to come into Pharrell and win or, or, or beat Florida State, uh, even if it is in Gainesville? I don't know. But I'll tell you, I'd sure like to be there. I think that, that would be a good game to go to for my first time, like Darius Rucker said, at Ben Hill Griffin. Um, I'm not sure if that's a night game. I know last year it was a night game when it was at Doak. And Florida was, I think, I don't know. I think Florida's better this year than last year, but – Billy Napier's second year, but, um, you know, in Florida State's definitely better this year, but the, the second half in that game really turned into a Florida State uh, blowout. And, I mean, Florida State's been undefeated since that game, since a, I think a few games before that game. So Florida State hasn't lost a game in over a year. So that's pretty good. They're right. I think it's a 14-game win streak now or 15 or 16. So uh, pretty good. Uh, I like those chances. And, I don't, like I said, what I'm looking ahead to right now is the Mizzou Bowl game, which I hope is the New Year's Six. And then um, I don't know that I'll go, especially if FSU plays in L.A. for the first round. That's going to be pretty pricey, I think. But at the same time, if they win that game and go to the national championship, I would definitely love to be there. I don't know if I could afford it, but, you know, that's going to be really a cool game. I've never been to a national championship either. That would be a first-time event. So somebody, yeah, like a Mizzou Bowl game would be great, but I think if I'm looking at a, a – uh, super like just what games do I really want to be at? It's that Mizzou bowl game, hopefully on New Year's Day. And then it would be like the national championship so long as FSU is there, uh, which would be like, what, two weeks later, 10 days later, something like that. And, and I think I could travel to both if I really uh, budget better, even though I need to pay off my student account balance here at Mizzou. <laughs> I, just, I do have some payments I need to make, but I think that, you know, it, but I just part of me is like I don't know that I don't know I don't know I, I don't think that FSU could 
you know, they could lose in the playoff, the first playoff game, sure. But um, it's like, would you rather save and not go to Ben Hill Griffin to end the season and then maybe bank on making the national championship so you can save that the money you didn't spend uh, in November for a rivalry game in Gainesville, you're going to spend maybe on the national championship? And most people would say, yeah, like do that. But at the same time, we don't know, like can Florida State make the national championship? I don't know. And regardless, I'll have money to go to a Mizzou Bowl game. So I, I think that money has been set aside for a long time now. I've been waiting for a New Year's Day game from Mizzou. Um, so that savings account, I think, is squared away. So I think I'm good there. But I, I'm just worried about, you know, I, I do. I was invested. I'm a seminal booster. You know, I've lived in Fort Lauderdale since like 2018, basically. Um, and it's really where I started turning my life around, you know. You no more Adderall and, and, and just really everything. So... Uh, part of me is like, yeah, I should probably um, see my friends again, uh, meet up in Gainesville. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens. It's sort of my uh, travel plans there. But, um, you know, and the Iron Bowl could, could make things more interesting. You think about Alabama and Auburn, what that implication. Because if Auburn wins, like Alabama is definitely not – uh, getting in the playoffs, so then it's like Georgia definitely has to beat Alabama, or the SEC is going to have nothing. So it really depends on the next couple of weeks. I think, um, yeah, Georgia, I expect to take care of business. Could, I, could anybody really think that Georgia is going to be upset by Georgia Tech uh, and their little uh, Georgia Bowl game, uh, whatever they call it, the the Battle of Atlanta? That's a, that's an end of the year game, right? I mean, I don't, I definitely don't think Tennessee is going to be Georgia. But I think that Georgia Tech, because it's in Atlanta at Georgia Tech Stadium, they've got a pretty big upset there already this year. I forget who – they beat North Carolina, that's right, uh, at Georgia Tech. and So they're fighting for a uh, bowl game. Who do they got this week, the uh, Yellow Jackets? I can't tell. Oh, Syracuse, both 5-5. Five and five. So, they're, they're, so somebody's going to be bowl eligible after this game that week. Uh, this week, but I think that uh, Georgia Tech and Georgia might be an interesting game uh, after Thanksgiving, much like FSU and Florida will, and like the Iron Bowl always is, especially because it is in Auburn. So, you know, Auburn could have uh, eight wins, eight wins, and nobody would th- would have thought in uh, the co- head coach's first year that Auburn was going to have eight wins this year. Um, so that would be quite remarkable for them. I don't know if they'll do it. Alabama right now, or as of right now, is favored by ten and a half in the Iron Bowl down there. Um, Kentucky, Louisville could be upset potential. Um, we know that regardless, Louisville would be going to the ACC championship, so you'd like them to be focused uh, to retain their positioning there and make Florida State look better once they beat them. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I'd like them to stay 10. Yeah, I'd like them to beat Kentucky. I don't know. Kentucky's already going to a decent bowl game, and, and it, for Kentucky football, that's really all they care about, I feel like. So, anyway, um, <clears throat> let me just uh, go to the gym, and uh, it's my college football uh, uh, talk for today. Probably haven't uh, – probably won't do another one. Probably, uh, yeah probably try to get to some of these games though so i'm glad i made everybody aware of my travel plans and uh just you know if you are a student at 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 mizzou or florida state you know show up to these games especially the uh, florida game this week in columbia and then the uh, florida state game in gainesville after thanksgiving which i expect a lot of fsu students to be there 
with their families and stuff. But I, I don't know that too many uh, Gator students will be there, which I can understand because they're going to have probably six losses going into that state championship game. But, um, yeah, all right, good times.